Oh shit. Oh shit. What it is, man. Whew. It's, a, it's a solid Saturday, man. So far, so good. How about you? Dude, you're up early, man. I'm up early. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. On a Saturday. Bro. Yeah, man. I think uh, I've kind of, you know, quarantine and everything, it's been been a little bit different vibe. Uh, haven't haven't had the need for such structure before, uh, as before, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, especially lately, man, I've been having to, to work a lot, and I don't know, I just feel like you know, trying to find time in the day, it, it's hard to find it towards the end, um, yeah. especially after work, like kind of going back to a little bit of what we talked about with deep work, you know, there's like yesterday, for example, I like really hit a groove at one point and uh, with some of the work that I was doing and, and some of the stuff that I had set aside for yesterday, mm-hmm. I was like grinding for, I don't know, like six hours or something. And okay. Uh, like small, like minimal breaks. And at the end, like, you know, finished up, went in, uh, got, got dinner for Chelsea's birthday dinner and, you know, like relax and stuff. And it was good night came back and I was like, well, I'll try and do like, you know, um, just some like casual reading and stuff. And man, I could just tell dude, like the, the drain, (laughs) the drain was real, man. (laughs) Like even just like looking at the words on the page, like, yeah, it was, it was hard to to just fully i don't know just to read much less like like speed read for example and so right so it's just kind of it i don't know it was kind of an interesting example of kind of what what cal newport talked a little bit about yeah. towards the end of of deep work you know with um like it's yeah man it, it's demanding you know like you, yeah you're gonna be tired <laughs> right no dude absolutely and i think it just uh it's interesting because it, it you know, last week we, we discussed on, like, we have a finite number of attention, right? right? And then, like, you said towards the end, like, you had to focus and you felt that drain because it's like you've been, well, you, if you put in six hours of maybe deep work, maybe not, you know, but, like, right. you were, uh, if you were in this flow state, it, it's it's safe to assume that you were focused, right, for, like, right. <laughs> roughly six hours. Uh, and then towards the end like your ability to focus wasn't as strong right like so it's like you you ran out of i guess like uh like your endurance you're focusing on like your endurance is like uh you were capped out you know yeah i mean yeah glycogen for the brain bro like you know (laughs) it's like you go in you do you do that eight hour you know rich piana fever workout bro you know eight hours of curls to try and get that inch to your arms and you know at the end bro on that 10th hour you got nothing man you're you're i think i think yeah what it is is like you didn't have the the protein shakes what is it like a protein shakes yeah that you have to <laughs> every every hour dude every two hours you're right man that, that was where i fucked up <laughs> yeah dude for sure man but uh but no it, it just reminded me like you know one of the best places i think to try and find more time um especially when you are like fuller battery is is in the morning and it's interesting because i would say you know because people always ask uh, like, are you a morning person? Are you evening person? All that. Mm-hmm. And I would say I'm not a morning person in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, 
waking up early does not come naturally to me. Uh, like if I don't set an alarm clock or anything, uh, if I do wake up early and like, let's say, you know, of course, like amount of sleep and quality of sleep and all that is important. But yeah. If that's not totally there, then like, I'm like dragging ass, like in the beginning, you know, and before I get yeah. up to speed, but the flip side is like, as long as I'm getting quality sleep, you know, and, and enough of it. And like, as long as I kind of start structuring my schedule around it, um, I think the counterbalance to the fact that I'm maybe a little bit slow to start or a little bit groggy is that uh, you're again, like you're at a hundred percent battery, you know? And so I found yeah. that I found that that's when like, sometimes I'm like most focused or I'm uh, most productive or I'm most able to sort of tackle, you know, whatever I have at hand. And yeah, I think sometimes it's just like a, and at the same time, like you would probably make the point, you know, you're kind of getting up a lot of times, like, or in the words, words of Arnold, you know, you're getting up before the competition kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of a sense of being able to, to kind of knock shit out early or, or, you know, kind of get ahead of the game before like the, the day really starts. And, and so because of that, like, you know, I think that's part of it too. Like, if I'm waking mm-hmm. up before Chelsea, for example, then that means I got what two hours, three hours, whatever of like much, much more uninterrupted space yeah. than I would have like you know three hours later or five hours later, or whatever. So yeah, so I think that's part of it too. But um, but yeah, man, it, it's uh, it was it was a good good reminder to <laughs> to to manipulate that side of the equation too, you know. Yeah, dude, you know what's what's interesting? You know, you just stated something that I think is very important to clarify that, you know, being alone and wanting space, quiet time, like, it's not a form of disrespect, you know? And, yeah. and uh, I, I remember, you know, when I was younger, like, uh, like asking, you know, when, when being in relationships and stuff previously, uh, asking for, like, I want to be by myself, it was as if I was communicating, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. You know? But it's not, that's not the case. It's just yeah. like solitude, peace. Like you, you need that shit, you know, like right. it's, it's important. And, and uh, especially if you, if you grew up uh, like having that ability, like, you know, people that have like, for example, like your own room and shit. Uh, yeah. You know, like, or be, you're used to having, like one or two hours or maybe like most of the night right or or uninterrupted where like you know like you need that shit you know but for example like somebody like my wife who grew up with a bunch of siblings and shit like being on top of each other to her that's comfortable to me it isn't you know like i i I was an only child so yeah i'm more used to being by myself and so like for me it's same same thing with you you know like I, i also find peace and and um and I guess like more or less like a balance by waking up early, you know, and and getting, you know, waking up before the competition, like you said, uh, but also gives me a sense of like self pride, you know, which uh, it, it's another thing that I think that like, it's, it's so good to have, but it's almost like looked down upon because, you know, and it's like you, you get, you easily get labeled as shallow or a show off or like, you don't need to do this. Like, whatever bullshit things people say but like it's so easy to fall into those labels uh just because you want to be better and and you know like self-pride man like it's it's something that like we don't like we don't cat like we we don't we don't chase 
you know like we look at it as this is a bad thing but yeah like it's not like it doesn't mean that you're better than you it's like or but you know you want to be better than other people per se or like look down right. on others right. but it's like you want to feel good about what you're doing and and like the effort that you're putting in to make sure that you meet you you fulfill your desires you know and without impacting or 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 affecting anybody else's like peace of mind or or like without inconveniencing anybody else like it's like if dude if if the sacrifice is for you to wake up a little bit early you know maybe that is you know setting up that alarm but what the fuck is a morning person you know like you think like (laughs) yeah like the definitions i think is a little bit weird you know because like that's true yeah for for you like what what would you say like being a morning person is yeah i mean that's a good point because even when i was saying that i think that's even sort of on a uh i don't know like a subtext level like kind of Uh what i was getting at in a way that like you said like yeah what is that because for me for example if okay if i'm a little groggy or if i don't like naturally wake up early but then Mm -hmm. when i do like force myself to do it like i'm you know having some of the most productive time or i'm most energized or whatever then like is that a morning person? Yeah, you know, like, like would, would a person who's not a morning person be somebody who wakes up is groggy, you know, all that, but then is also like not productive? Like, you know, like you said, like you bring up a good point because yeah, I guess in my head, I was thinking, well, a morning person must be somebody who it, it's just more natural, right? Like maybe they're waking up, may may or may not wake up without a, a alarm uh or or may wake up just like a little bit more fresh but i mean i don't know in all fairness like those are probably things that have more to do with like just your circadian rhythm and you know uh i don't know like how your body naturally well actually your sleep quality probably too yeah if you're getting good sleep eight hours of sleep like it's not really gonna matter if it's uh from i'm as far as i know it probably shouldn't matter too much if it's from you know uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. versus midnight to 8 a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so I I, I want to say that like I consider myself a morning person, uh, but I've definitely like made myself. I don't think I was a morning person ever. Yeah. Because like I remember, you know, when I was in the military and I had to be at work at seven, and when I lived in the in on base, it would take me like 10 minutes to get to work. So I will get up at like. 740 i mean <laughs> yeah. like 6 640 you know with just enough time to throw my shit on and yeah like, and like get to work on time you know and but then you know there was a while when me and you were lifting at like what six or five or something yeah yeah you know like we were lifting like super early and i mean like i don't know like does that does that mean that were we warning people then because like yeah, was groggy as shit, you know, like had to, <laughs> yeah. had to take pre-workout, you know, <laughs> like yeah. no way around that. And so, you know, it's like, but then, you know, like I, I wouldn't have, I, I don't think, like if it wasn't for the gym, I, I don't think I would have gotten up that early. Yeah. Back, like back then, you know. And oh, definitely. Where, that was where like a, a huge piece of motivation. Like, right. For, yeah. I mean, for a lot of things, like exactly. I, you think back to it you know, some of the crazy stuff, like, like the, the waking up super early, like the big amounts of food, like the force feed, like the, just sometimes just the, the physical pain, you know, of pushing yeah. your body to a certain point. Like, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, all of that, I, 
you have to have a strong motivation for that, you know, or yeah. a strong drive and, and yeah, besides bodybuilding at the time, I don't know what else. <laughs> Cause like right. you said, like school or something, it'd be like, yeah, I mean like I'm going to try my best, but you know, I'm going <laughs> to exactly like you said, like, Oh shit, I got an exam. Well, I'm going to like pull an all nighter the night before. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Cram. Yeah. But then, you know, like now dude, so you know, I guess comparing, right? Because I think back then I, I definitely wasn't a morning person, but I was still able to wake up early. But now, I want to say I am a morning person, but I I can't like it's more. I, I don't just fucking wake up and shit. Like I'm getting up around between three three forty and four a.m. right now, and I I can't do it without caffeine. Mm. You know, like I, it's impossible. Like, well, not, I don't want to say it's impossible, but like, it, I I do take caffeine to be able to sustain uh, me being awake at that time. And then I do like very, I do like restorative yoga first thing as I allow the caffeine to kick in into my body. And then you know, eventually, like after. So if I get up at you know from from four a.m. to five, I'm like waking up. You know, it's. And then at 5 a.m., like, I'm good to go. I could do different things. I could, like, work in my office or, you know, if if I have to do something else uh, or I could work out, like, lift, lift weights or whatever. Uh, yeah. I could do that at starting at 5, 5.15. But, like, I, I think, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I, and then because I use caffeine, does that mean that I'm not a morning person or does it mean, like, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? what like, is the definition really right yeah, yeah. but no, you know but dude like I, I have the same benefits you know like that the you that you just alluded to like I, I i have that peace of mind i have that like silence i have that space to really try either you know try new things you know or or get a little bit creative with like different routines uh, more routines to wake up like be more efficient how do i get you know like uh like I could read in peace, you know, I could read in the living room, I could work in the living room if I want, you know, and, and again, this is not because I can't do it during the day, but it's like, well, there's more distractions available in the daytime when I'm in the living room, for example, yeah. right? Like, not that I, I don't want to see my wife or whatever, but like, if I'm like in the zone on my laptop and she walks in and asks me a question, like, whether I want to or not, I'm going to get distracted. Right. You know, and whether as like if, if I get up at the time that I do, you know, from five to six, for example, it, it'll be 100 percent uninterrupted. I know that I could be in the zone, you know, yeah, for that time and no distractions whatsoever because, well, she's sleeping. Right. You know, like some. Yeah. yeah and it, it really just depends, too, like on how. I don't know, obviously, like, you know, yourself the best, you know, and, and you kind of know your proclivities and tendencies and you know how to to kind of get ahead of them because i mean don't get me wrong there's something to be said for eventually developing you know the ability to to focus when there's a bunch of distractions present and -hmm. i don't know i mean i think you could that's probably like a skill that you can work on to a certain extent but then on another piece like i'm sure some people are just naturally more you know able to do that uh than others but but like, I, I think there's nothing wrong with just saying like, well, why wouldn't I try and put myself in the best right. environment possible? You know, like kind of like we uh, kind of like discussed in, in deep work. Yeah. And I think um, 
you know, like you said, there's, there's going to be this constant tug and, and you, you know yourself the best. And, and like, for me, I know that's one of the reasons why the morning hours are so key at times, because I'm the type that I don't know why, but I just, if I have something, it's, it's kind of like having like multiple browser tabs open, like we talked about, mm-hmm. or, uh, I think in, in deep work and, and like the, think like right at the first part of the the second half of the book he talks about you know attention fatigue and Mm -hmm. and like you know shifting tabs but there's one piece in particular about um oh like if if you see an email come up and you can't it's something like you can't address right then you Mm -hmm. close it and you're like well i'll look at it later but now you've basically like opened in like not able to be completed task in your head. And so now it's just like sitting there, like in, like to use the, the computer example, it's just like sitting there in the task manager along with what you're doing. Right. Along with like whatever right. else you're going to be doing next. Yeah. And so it's like draining from your attention. It's draining from your like mental, like compute power basically. Yeah. And yeah. even though you're not working on it and you don't have any plan to work on it. And I've noticed this with myself very, very, it, it it it's very detrimental to me with things like uh for example yesterday when i was working we had uh we had a plum uh this plumber come by for this issue in our bathroom and and he was kind of like well like i'll show up between like this time and this time or whatever and instead of being like i'll be here at 9 30 and like i could like expect that it was like well i'll be here between like 9 and 10 for example mm-hmm. and so when I was working on stuff between nine and 10, the whole time I was like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, try and delve into what I'm doing right now and be focused. But I also have to like, you know, be ready to allocate. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have to allocate like 10% of my focus or something to like listening in for the door or listening to my phone or like, you know, when is it going to happen? Is it going to be right when I'm in the middle of something or is it not? And like, so all that happens and and it's kind of beneath the surface but it like has a real deleterious effect you know like i i I, it really throws off my groove like i I, it like basically prevents me from getting into some sort of like deep state or flow state so so that's why you know i i do things like like trying to i mean again like this is kind of stuff that we we cover in deep work but you know, I, I try and do things like block my schedule, for example, because and do things at the same type at the same time. Um, so, for example, like if I have three like phone interviews I have to do or, or three phone calls I have to make, like rather than having one at like 10 a.m. and then one at 1 p.m. and then one at three, like if I can just do them like one at one, one at one thirty, one at two and just bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang in a block like that's for my mental space, like health space, like that's so much better than having them spread out because it's like, yeah, all right. I'm going to start, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to start doing like something more like creative intensive, like trying to source or find new candidates from like nine to 10. And then, Oh, I got to switch gears, go do a call, do that for 30 minutes, come back. And it's like, okay, where was I, you know, and try and get yeah. back. And then it's like, okay, at one, got to switch gears again. And you know, like, whereas for me, it's like do three hours dedicated to like sourcing, for example, take a break, have lunch, switch gears, knock out all your calls, switch, you know, like that, that for me is a much more helpful, um, kind of rhythm to be in. So, yeah. so I kind of a little bit of a tangent, but like that, I feel uh. like kind of ties into what you were saying about, you know, sometimes be aware of 
what's your strengths and well not sometimes i mean definitely be aware of your strengths and yeah. weaknesses and try and you know build things like your schedule around it because yeah. you know again like the morning piece like for some people maybe the mornings are just shitty you know maybe it's really tough to you know maybe maybe your spouse or whoever is getting up is the earliest riser in the house and like they're mm-hmm. clanking things around or whatever you know but but for people like you or me it's like i think it's a it, it's an interesting haven for for focus for kind of uninterrupted time um whatever that might be you know yeah absolutely no and then you know another example that i was just thinking about was you know because pre- i previously talked about like creating your own like environment with for example with headphones right and like i'm fortunate enough to yeah. have an office i think you have a space, right? Like, yeah. Uh, office, yeah. So, but I was just thinking, Not like, as baller as yours, man. You got that, <laughs> that, that L-shaped desk, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Dude, it's because, like, I built it in here. That's sick, it's... dude. Yeah, I remember you <laughs> telling me that. Because it, it's, like, it goes into the closet space. Kind yeah, of, right? yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, it's, it's, it used to be a bedroom, but I took out, we took out the closet. And, <laughs> and, like, built in this desk, you know. That's sick. Uh, yeah, dude. But, uh, so... You know, thinking about like if, if, for example, you're in the living room and then you throw on some headphones, right? And then you're trying to create this like peaceful environment where you could just focus. Like, you know, talking about seeing an email and then that, uh, that like kind of planting a seed of what the fuck do I have to do? You know, and then like making you shift focus back and forth. I think that's the same as, you know, like being on your couch, having headphones and trying to be zoned in. And then, like, I know that for me, like, this will happen where, like, Gabby will, like, talk to me and say, like, hey, something, something, something. But I don't know what the fuck she's saying because, like, I have headphones in. But then just, like, seeing her talking to me and then it could be something like, you know what, never mind, it's not important. And then she could just walk away. But because I don't know what she said, now I have this, like, what the fuck did she say to me? Yeah. Is it important? You know, and then, like, now, like, it's hard for me to refocus until I figure out, like, is it important or not? Yeah, you know, but then it's like so. So say that it's not important. Well, like it doesn't matter if it's important or not because I, I shift my focus from what I was doing to this other variable. You know that, yeah. and and for example, like it could be very like a very sane, a, a very genuine concern or whatever. Uh, actually, something important or maybe something you know not important, something that's for my own good, whatever. But regardless of what it is, like, the only way to truly prevent those things from happening is by being outside of that equation. So, like, waking up early, being in your own, your own, your own space, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, but, but like you said, like, some people may not have that luxury. So, it's like waking up early might be the only option to get at least one hour uh, to yourself, you know? And yeah. that might take a little bit of sacrifice, you know? Like, yeah. fuck, man, like, you're going to have to set up a shitty alarm, you know? Or, like, whatever you know, explore different ways to make yourself react so you can get up and find that piece, you know, and, and not just, I guess, like, accept it and be like, oh, like, I can't. Yeah. Like, like I can't fucking, I can't get up early. Like, I'm not a morning person or I don't have, you know, like, I can't just tell my uh, spouse to leave me alone or, or I can't, uh, I don't have alone space, you know, like, it's, I think it's the, like, there's a way, you know, there's always, like, you just have to continuously, like, look for it. And yeah. it may not be, it may not be as, like, chill as ours. You know? Right. It, ha- may, it may be a little extreme. Like, you have to get up at four, and then you have to walk to a park and fucking sit there. Because, like, you know, you live in a studio with three people. Like, yeah. I don't know. 
you know but it's like well yeah that's what you have to shape it for you yeah right yeah Yeah. i remember you know because i guess one of the reasons why i said like "Eh, i'm not really a morning person is i remember in denver when i lived there and i mean i don't know maybe this has something to do with the fact that it was fucking cold out there too but (laughs) uh you know waking up waking up now here in austin these mornings uh, these these mornings ain't shit compared to those other ones of fucking having to scrape off the windshield and uh, shovel the driveway and all that. But yeah, um, but I remember when I was working at that uh, quote unquote startup uh, for for a while. Um, long story short, I had to. It was it was a hell of a commute. Like I had to drive a pretty good ways um through like denver traffic man which is is rough so like it was a a pretty decent distant drive but also just decent amount of time uh just to get to basically like the light rail station and then take the light rail all the way up to downtown uh because i didn't live close to a light rail station so i had to really drive to it uh take the light rail all the way up to downtown and then like walk from the station to the office downtown and, and do that every day so that was like always like at least an hour commute um every morning one way and so because of that you know at the time i was like well how can i fit in my goals into it um and so i was doing like you know i was trying to get up i think every day at like five or maybe a little bit before five um get up basically like like have my pre-workout already like dude already mixed already made the night before like literally like my 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 alarm clock would go off and say like 5 a.m i'd like hit it reach up like still half asleep reach up grab my fucking pre-workout shaker bottle off the sill the window sill drink it you know and uh and start going so i'd go work out um and then i think that was when i was like even kind of starting to on some days uh they had like a really early jujitsu class as well so okay that out but like basically it all had to be in the morning because i had this long commute and then at the time like i was just still working like crazy hours so i wouldn't get you know some days i wouldn't get off till sometimes it'd be six sometimes it'd be seven sometimes it'd be eight then i had the hour commute Mm. back and and i just remember man like doing that i was always so fucking tired dude. (laughs) like like all the time man and it's tough because i tried to you know looking back on it i wonder what i could have maybe done a little bit differently um because the way i approached it then was just like well the job's the job um, I can't really do much in those hours, you know, the evening hours by then I'm fucking tired, you know, all that. So, and a lot of the places, like I said, the gym, uh, like the jujitsu spot, a lot of those were, were active in the morning, uh, which worked out great, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man, it was just, you know, looking back, I don't really know what I would have done differently, but I, I, I just remember thinking like, you know, for however many months I did that, it just, it, it was I was like half a zombie half the time you know like I'd get yeah. there, like I'd get to the office and when I was there you know by like 10 a.m I was already like bro we got to load up another cold brew coffee bro because <laughs> like, I'm dragging man and I just I just never felt good so so I don't know all that's to say like that whole anecdote is I just think you know you have to you have to find what works for you and like you said sometimes yeah. it's going to be a real like extreme change sometimes it's, it's going to be just a simple shifting of priorities or shifting in time but but like you said you kind of got to figure out like when's best for you like how can you find ways to like enhance your schedule and, and enhance 
your rhythm um, to make it work because at the end of the day, like that's what you're trying to do. Like you're, you're trying to do something that's right. going to be beneficial, right? You're trying to do something mm-hmm. that's going to improve your life, improve performance. Um, and so that's kind of the balance you have to weigh of like, you know, yeah. How, how much is this improving versus like negative? Cause, and that's something that we've had to struggle with because coming from the bodybuilding world, man, like the classic line, dude, Arnold, like, you don't have enough time sleep faster i would right you know yeah that's that's that was like a brutal reality back then and i remember we used to like that was the vibe dude i remember there would be some times that like i you know i'll admit probably more on my end but you know probably be out to like midnight 1 a.m or whatever and and, yeah in those cases not really drinking but just staying up late staying out and then and then like you said because we'd be meeting up in the morning at like you know 6 30 or 7 or yeah. whatever i'd be wait it'd be like stay out till 2 or whatever go to bed <laughs> wake up at like fucking you know 5 30 or whatever be on like yeah. three hours of sleep and then we're going over and just like clanging the weights you know and it's yeah like and it was like a bragging thing you know it was dude like, a, like... rough bro. <laughs> you know but it, it was like but that was the mentality it was mm-hmm. it was like that the end goal was at the time, the end goal was like, I'm going to make this workout by any means necessary. Right. And so that was the goal. So it was like, well, if I have to sacrifice like sleep or something, yeah, that's like, that's going to hit the chopping block. Right. Right. And now it's like, now that we understand more the importance of sleep and like, you know, it, it's just always such an interesting balance. Right. Because, you know, if you have somebody who skips a whole week of the gym, well, like that's going to be shitty you know like it, it'd yeah. probably be better to sacrifice a little bit of sleep and then still get some workouts in than to just like not go to the gym right mm-hmm. but but then there's that balance of like well if you're like focusing so much on the gym that you're getting like shitty sleep across the board like how much benefit are you getting out of that now you know like right. recovery is one of the most important pieces so it's like constantly this tug of war and, and i just remember it was funny because that was all the always the variable that we jumped to first you know well, yeah, I cut out my date. What's what's sleep? What's yeah, it's, it's sleep. So that's the optional one. Where yeah, because like, you know, I'd like to bend it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you get sleep in powder form, it's called pre workout. Yeah, you know, back yeah, then, like, yeah, it's like, true. well, like, like, all right, so if I sleep four hours, then I take a double scoop of pre workout, then it should be good, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, six hours, should... one scoop, four hours, <laughs> two scoops, two yeah, dude. <laughs> But so, you know, going back to what you were saying about when you lived in Denver and because I went through something similar when I was just fucking exhausted and like the cold definitely had, I think the cold definitely has something to do with it. Cause like, I mean, now dude, like, you know, I get up at, well, I mean, it's starting to cool down, but this is how the cool down is. Like it's now 69 degrees at like four in the morning, which is, it's not bad, dude. You know, yeah, like it's, cold it's, it's now, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know. Like, when I live in Albuquerque, you know, like, it gets, like, not as cool as Denver, but it still gets pretty chilly. And, yeah. I mean, it's, like, easier to stay, like, cuddled up in bed. But I was just thinking, like, do you think that maybe when you were in Denver and you said by 10 a.m. I was fucking exhausted, you think there was, like, additional variables on your end that were playing a part in your I'm feeling tired all the time feeling? Like, for example, like, your attention, like, you, like, were you on your phone more, right? Like, you right. had a pretty long commute. Like, you were on the light rail. Like, were you on Instagram the whole time, you know? And yeah. then, like, were you eating, like, shit? And then were you just consuming a fuck ton of caffeine? And then improper sleep? And then the cold? And then, like, 
you know, like, right. do, you think, do you think that all these variables played a part in, like, you being low energy by 10 a.m. and relying on Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, you... and, and that's kind of what I was getting at with, like, you know, looking back, I don't know. Like, looking back, it's kind of hard to remember all the details and, and kind of know exactly what I would have changed. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I do think there's probably some change possible. Because, um, like you said, like, I know it, it, it's just that classic sort of vicious cycle you know where it's like well yeah you're fucking tired uh you, you know since your day was so packed it's like well you're just gonna like go grab whatever food's available you know that's like not really the best choice and then, like because of that you know you're probably gonna hit that 2 2 p.m feeling or whatever you're gonna be dragging and then you get home and you're like ah well whatever it's gonna be easiest to just like pick up something on the way or you know like shit like that mm-hmm. uh like you said a lot of screen time um you know and then especially too you know i i'm sh- I'm sure, like, when I get home, uh, or when I got home back in those days, it was probably a feeling of, like, well, shit, dude, I've been at work all fucking day, I want to do something for myself, and so it's like, well, alright, like, let me take some time to to scroll through Instagram, or or let me take time to, you know, watch Netflix or something, and, like, like, that's what you're doing, and then you're going to bed, and it's like, whatever that screen is, like, right before you go to bed, like, it's, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be conducive to the best sleep. Right. Um, so, no, I definitely think there were variables, and, and honestly, man, one of the biggest ones, I think, was just fucking stress, too. Like, I look yeah. back on it, and, yeah, and, I was it's, gonna say, yeah. and it's tough, because, like, I don't, like, that's kind of what I was getting at as well, with I don't know exactly what I would've, or, or could've changed, but, I know, like, looking back on it, it's so much more clear to me, like, how fucking stressed I was at the time. Like, dude, literally, when I when I finished that job, because um, especially got, like, the most stressful towards the end, yeah. I, literally, I literally got, like, like almost a stomach ulcer, dude. Like, I got, like, gastritis <laughs> straight up, and, like, I was dying, dude. I thought, like, it felt like somebody Fuck, like, stabbed man. me in the stomach, and I remember, like, it got to the point where, you know, I'm just i don't know i'm a dude i guess like so it's like my <laughs> my first thing isn't to be like oh i'm gonna go to the fucking doctor you know i'm like ah, I'll, I'll try <laughs> yeah. tough it out first you know right and yeah. dude, it got to the point where like i had like i had moved out of that job and everything so i didn't have health insurance but i was like fuck it oh, dude fuck like man. i gotta do like a tele teledoc like urgent mm-hmm. care thing or whatever because i was like dude i this it's not getting better i feel like it's getting worse and i'm like about to, like i couldn't even move bro so mm. um and so yeah like i i ended up talking with the doctor and she was just like, yeah, no, it sounds like you just have like severe like gastritis. She's like, you know, I mean, we were even talking through habits and she's like, yeah, I mean, like eating and drinking and stuff like, I mean, that, that doesn't help. It probably contributed. But she's like, honestly, to me, it just sounds like the by far the biggest factor is just stress. Like she's like, and believe it or not, like the body can fucking react like like that badly <laughs> to something like that. And I was like, what? I just remember it was so mind-blowing at the time you know because i was like holy shit dude just like my state of mind could literally produce such a uh negative physical impact you know and so i so i don't know it's definitely a variable that i've it's brought my attention that experience has brought a lot more attention to it because i think back and i'm like man dude like yeah looking back i I really wish i would have had that aware had that awareness then um to kind of I don't know, to try and mitigate it somehow, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. obviously I was just the pawn in, in the small business scheme, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, I wish I would have had maybe a little bit more of a, I don't know, a little bit more awareness, a little bit more of a backbone. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is real, man. It's just, dude, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. And, 
Yeah, I just I was just like thinking back and and just like it just you know that's one of those factors that we 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 just never even talked about and like for recovery. Yeah, you know, like as like in bodybuilding, for example, and like you know, you you think about just the life stressors that you go through on your personal life and then you just throw a fucking barbell on your back <laughs> you know and then you just can but then that could be stressful like right like that is pay, a type like of stress too yeah. right and then but then it's like just you participate in that activity for example you know like the workouts were two hours right and like so those two hours you missing out it's like that causes you stress right because right. it's like you you have to fit in this two hours and then it's like well like I can't do it in any like I can't do it in an hour. I can't do it in forty five minutes. I have to spend two hours in this gym, but that causes you stress. So then it's like this internal conflict within yourself of like, well, like you know, bodybuilding is a priority because like I have to work out because it's like good for me. But then it's like I'm fucking stressed out all the time, and like you know, the fact that I'm I'm yeah, busy yeah. for these two hours is adding, you know, like bro and, and protein, bro. I used to stress about protein. I'm like, bro, I'm behind. <laughs> I need to get 40 more G's in by the end of the day. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's fucking wild, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that shit's huge, man. Like, and, and so I remember when I was working two jobs, dude, and like I was like super stressed out because I was like being, I wasn't giving my 100% on, on, on each one of them because I was so tired, you know, like I was yeah. working at night and in the daytime. And I remember when I finally like... I, the military moved me schedule. So I had to quit because it just wouldn't work. Mm. I had to stop. So I only had one job. Dude. I remember I lost a bunch, like I lost, lost a bunch of weight, dude, but like in a oh. good way. Oh, like, really? Yeah, dude. And I think it's just, well, you know, you talked about like the convenience factor of like, I'll just pick something up on the way, dude. Yeah. Like I remember one time I was so fucking exhausted, man. And like, I've never been, well, I guess I've been more embarrassed about other stuff, but I remember I went to Taco Bell and dude, like, I had like my personal training clothes on because I had slept in my car and then Damn. I went to Taco Bell, dude. And then I remember, uh, like I ordered, I didn't even know what the fuck to order, but I just knew that I had to eat because I was, but I was fucking exhausted. Like, I didn't really want to eat. I just wanted, like, I just wanted to not be tired. Yeah. And I, and I figured if I just eat something, like I'll feel better. Yeah. You know, so I remember I went to Taco Bell I, like, ordered, like, one thing, you know, like, one thing on the menu. I didn't even give a shit. Like, I remember, like, what I what I got for a drink. I don't remember what I, like, what I ordered to drink or anything. But I remember I gave, my, I gave the dude my credit card, and then I took off, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so exhausted, dude. I remember, like, I just, like, he <laughs> was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, like... <laughs> I like back up and then it was like here's your like here's your credit card back like give me a moment I'll bring back your food I was like <laughs> I, I don't know man like I was like dude like that's that was like towards the end man like I just and, but damn yeah dude and then like that was around that time when yeah dude it was like it was pretty bad man because like I think like my grandpa passed away I had like the two jobs dude I was eating like shit, and then I gave myself. Well, I thought I gave myself an ulcer from drinking a bunch of Fireball, 
but <laughs> maybe it was stress, man. You know, like now thinking about it, because <clears throat> then for a while, like I couldn't, uh, like I couldn't. I, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but like, well, I mean now, like I can't really drink like heavy wheat drinks. Yeah. Meaning, like, you know, I used to love Jaeger bombs. Yeah, I can't have those anymore, dude. Like, I I don't even know if I could have Fireball anymore. You know, it's been a long time, you know. And like, like, yeah, like IPAs and shit. Like, I my stomach just can't handle. Like, I guess I used to. I remember, dude. I remember every every time I went to uh, this like a brewery or whatever. The next day, dude, like I'll just like gag. I wouldn't really be hungover, but I'll just like gag like crazy, huh? You know. And then and you know like throwing up blood and shit. Like, damn. It was all during that time, you know, but, and like, you know, you, you're bringing up this point where you're like, you, you think you, the stress gave you an ulcer and I'm, I'm just like, maybe that's, that was, that's what happened. Something similar to me, but definitely like the drinking, like I was definitely like recklessly drinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, you know, like, the, other, <laughs> the other variables like drinking and the shitty food just definitely didn't help. And like, same thing in my situation, like I know it, it probably exacerbated things, but, but like you said, I think it really comes from just like a deep seated like a root of unwellness you know in, in your life yeah. and and uh and it sucks too dude because like you said like shit like that i mean not to be all doom and gloom or anything but like shit like that like can permanently change you you know like like in my situation it's just like you described ever since i've had i mean don't get me wrong like shit's gotten tougher as i've gotten older just in general but right. ever since i had that like bout of gastritis uh or like borderline ulcer what you know whatever it was like i've never been the same dude and i've noticed like i feel like i get more bloated more inflamed more easily uh just in general um like like definitely how i how my body reacts to to drinking in general but like you said especially like high I haven't really nailed it down exactly, but I think it's the same sort of thing. Like, like high wheat content, high gluten type, um, mm-hmm. drinks. Uh, the, the effect is much more pronounced much more quickly. Um, and yeah, man, I I've had, I've had like little flare ups like here and there where, you know, like just like, again, just from seemingly nothing, you know, like maybe like a bad, mm-hmm. bad night or, or, you know, a bad week of eating or something. But again, like kind of, if you look a little deeper, probably times were much more stressed in life and then kind of a bad headspace and stuff too. And, and it's like, damn, bro, I'll get to the point where I, I can tell I, I need to like back up a little bit because I'll, I'll tell I'm feeling so bad or my stomach's feeling so bad that I'm like, dude, if I keep down this like path right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor again or something, yeah. and get some prescriptions. Cause like, it's, it's bad, dude. And it sucks, man. It's like, like I said, I don't know. It's hard to, to assign it like a percentage to how much of it is age, how much of it is drinking, how much of it is eating, how much of it is stress and all that. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, it's just crazy how, you know, sometimes like those, those types of situations can have lasting repercussions, you know? And, and just like you're saying, like no more Jager bombs, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that hurts my ego, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my thing, but uh, you know, so you, you're just talking about like what percentage is what, right? And it just it made me think about like what percentage of the <clears throat> reckless drinking, what percentage of the shitty uh, food habits are directly coming from 
stress alone like because you're so stressed uh, yeah you like seek out these extracurricular activities yeah that feed into or like just to avoid the stress true you know like like to or like because it, of the stress yeah right exactly like, like yo, but, i gotta i've had a tough week i need to go like take the edge off man grab a couple right. drinks or like or like yeah. I said, like ah oh, shit i'm running out of time because I'm, I'm low on uh like my schedule's packed like let me just go pick up whataburger you know yeah yeah because like it's like if because if, you know that you're trying to avoid stress as much as you can and then you know that if you go to the store and pick up produce and then like start thinking about like meal prepping and all this yeah. shit. You're like, dude, I can't like, I can't, I don't have six fucking hours. You know, and, like that causes stress. You're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go drive down to Waterburger, get the fucking patty melt, you know, <laughs> or get a water. <laughs> so like, you Spicy know, so, like, like, yeah, dude, shout like out, I'll be good. Waterburger though. Yeah, it's all love. <laughs> yeah. All love, dude. Like all love. But you know, like, it's like, dude, like, it's like, well, like that seems less stressful. And then I'll deal with the consequences later. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, uh, but you know, like I, I was just like thinking like it's almost like we I don't know man I, I've been I've been like doing some some deep reflection on like being hungover you know and and uh, you know because for for a long time for years man like being hungover on Sundays was like a norm <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like True. <laughs> I don't do shit on Sundays you know like I, I either drink in the day or I don't but I'm gonna eat like shit yeah. Sure. You know, and then, and I just like think back of that shit now, man. And then, like, sometimes, you know, it was longer than that, you know, yeah. And, and, and like being okay with with being hungover sometimes during the week, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'll just go to work hungover, fuck it, you know, like, and, and, yeah. And I'm like thinking, like, dude, like, it's it's almost like how sad is that, you know, for me, like, for, I just think, like, for me, like, it's like I, I just, I realized that I just didn't give a shit yeah about what happened to me yeah you know like to that extreme but like i just don't like i don't care what happens tomorrow yeah and i think i mean i don't I don't like to put too much on the age thing but i do know as the years have gone by like i said like it has <laughs> the intensity of everything has definitely ratcheted up but i think part of it too was like back then dude we we're just like now i finally like kind of understand or i kind of see the other side when like people older than me would be like yeah, man, when I was your age, like, I was just fucking <laughs> invincible or whatever, you know, like, I can't get it yeah. because I think that was a little bit part of it, too. Like, it was like, oh, bro, I fucking stayed out till three and then I, w- I slept for two hours, went up and I still fucking deadlifted 400 pounds. And then, like, you know, I, like, trooped through the day and then, like, the next day I fucking got shit faced and then, like, I still went to work for 10 hours and I fucking did it, you know, like like yeah, and was, look yeah. at my abs dude you know like yeah, yeah dude like like oh dude i was suffering every minute but like i made it through it's all good you know and it's, <laughs> and it's like now i you know it, like you said it's 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 like laughable it's like comical but but i think part of it too is just like that mentality of like well whatever you're, you're like you're young you'll get through it like and and now it's it's tough because like i think now at time like things like time you know you start realizing how yeah. much more precious time is yeah. And now it's like like you said before it was like well whatever it's a given sundays sundays are the hangover days you know whereas yeah. now it's like bro sunday like i have two precious days off i don't want to fucking lose literally 50 percent of it to feeling <laughs> shittier than i feel during the week because i fucking drank one night you know like yeah dude it's, the math dude is the, not there bro. The, math, <laughs> like, the, the math don't check out dude like and yeah you know interestingly enough i 
um on youtube the other day i i got recommended a video um it was a, a joe rogan clip with i think it, he was he was talking with nikki glazer who i guess is like a uh, another one of his comedian friends or like somewhere in the entertainment industry but she i think the reason why i clicked on it is it was like nikki glazer describes like why she's been like why she hasn't drank in like eight years or something like that and so i was just like okay. oh, i'm curious because like i've seen her she, she's been on the show a couple times but i've never like actually listened to a pod, uh, an episode with her so i clicked on it and it's really interesting because i don't know what what i expected from her but i was like kind of impressed by she was much more like thoughtful and sort of eloquent than than i expected and she was talking a little bit more about like i forgot why it came up but they're talking about partying or something and she's like yeah man those days are over like like i haven't i haven't touched like a drink in eight years or or whatever the time frame was and she's like i don't miss it and so he he of course was asking a little bit more about it and it was funny Mm -hmm. because she's like yeah man like gone are the days where you know you walk into a bar and you're going to see me at the table and like lifting up my arms, like, Woo, she here, she here. Let's do She's like, I'm never going to have that again. Man. And like, she's like, I don't, I, she's like, you know, it, it feels weird, but that you, she, and, and Joe's all, Oh, is that you? And she's like, Oh, a thousand percent me. You know, but, <laughs> but she talks about, she read this book um, that like, she's like, literally, she's like, I hit a point, like same sort of thing. She's like, I, I went on like a three day bender or something, woke up hungover and just like it fucking sucked so bad like i it just got to the point where i was like what am i doing you know and and so she i guess she got recommended this book oh i don't remember it off the top of my head but it was basically like how to like how to quit drinking uh the easy way or or something like that it was like this this guy has a series of books like one's like how to quit smoking Okay. Same sort of thing. How to quit drinking. I think I heard. I think I heard about the how to quit smoking. Um, it may not be the same author, but it, one of my coworkers told me about like he's like I read his book and I was like yeah I'm never smoking again. Yeah, it, I bet you it was the same one because like I said, okay. it's like the same style of title. Like it's like how to quit drinking the easy way, how to quit smoking the easy way, or something like that. You know, um, maybe not the easy way, but you know, you know what I mean. But right. Um, but anyway, so she talks about that, and she's like, dude, you, you read this book, and she's like, he literally just, like, breaks down everything logically as to, like, like literally breaks down any excuse, breaks down any reasoning to the point where, like, again, you have to want to, but, like, if you read that, she's like, you basically, like, won't. Like, he, I guess he mm-hmm. makes, like, a bet at the beginning of the book that he's like, if you don't want to drink again, I'm going to fucking go through this. Um, I'm going to go through these arguments, go through this book, and, like, my bet, like, I will bet you that you will not drink again after this <laughs> like like yeah, huh. it's something crazy but but anyway long story short one of the things that jumped out to me is there was a, a very specific quote that i thought was very powerful because we i feel like we've heard things like this over the years but this one was just so succinct and so accurate but they said um drinking is stealing happiness drinking today is stealing happiness from tomorrow or, or drinking mm. today is borrowing happiness from tomorrow, and I was like, "Ooh, Damn. that's rough, bro. That's yeah, that's pretty, yeah, intense, okay. dude. Math checks out, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I, I was thinking about that, man, and like, I was thinking about like, what is adult fun? You know, like it's like it, it seems like you know for for like me just seeing adults around me, like they're just fucking lame." you know and then i'm like what the fuck like 
to me, I'm like the only way that I, I think of adults having fun is by getting fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's like the only activity, you know, and then, but then it's like, you know, you see these like uh, outside yard games at breweries and stuff, but they're, they're like around alcohol. Yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> don't like, you, it's almost like you associate uh, outside games with drinking, you know, like you have to be fucked up to enjoy these things. And it's like, why? Like, I, I was listening to a seminar and talked about like, uh, this guy was saying that he, every every year, I mean, he's a super rich dude, but he like flies all his friends, and then he has like this crazy nerf war. He like rents out this camp, and what? they have this like, oh sorry, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's like they have this like crazy nerf war, you know. And it's like, dude, it's like so fun, you know. But like, we don't drink. None of us drink, huh? You know. And then it's like, but like you do fun things with your friends, but it's like you, a lot of people are too cool to have fun. You know, mm. they want to do it sitting down without messing up their hair and fucking just sipping on some shit and feeling, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then like it, it made me just it made me just realize like how disconnected we are from as adults, you know, uh, we are from just fun in general. Yeah. Like, like, how do you have fun as an adult that doesn't revolve alcohol? Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, uh, like, uh, this is it's like weird association with like you have to do task oriented things, you know, like you have to go on a hike. Well, it's like you can have fun while hiking, but then it's like you have to be in a certain level of shape. Right? Yeah. And if you're not shaped, then you can't go. Okay. Well, I mean, do you, like, is that the only, the only route to have fun? You know, like, is fucking like is dancing fun? Can you do it sober? You know, it's fucking like drawing fun. Like, can you do it sober without drinking wine? Yeah. You know, like, and it's just like, it just made me think like, man, like I, I, for a long time, I didn't know how to have fun without alcohol. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like relearning, like how to actually enjoy myself yeah. without like blacking out basically, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. But uh, so I, I don't know, man, like, I haven't drank in a long time, but I don't think I'm gonna necessarily give up drinking, right? Per se, I think. But and that's what I was gonna say too. Is I think, like, again, I mean, <laughs> not I, unintentional, like, uh, tie into deep work again. But like, it's kind of like what he talks about with social media, right? Like, social media itself, he talks about is is maybe not inherently good or bad. But it's it's just basically like a tool, right? Right. And, or it could be a tool. Um, and so you have to kind of evaluate, like, like do the math, you know, and figure out like how it could potentially benefit or or fit into your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, they do make a counterpoint in the social dilemma where they're like, there's, it's the only, um, it's the only like platform, one of the only platforms where like, it's actually like a tool that's like demanding things from you. But, but that's more, yeah. of a, that's, that's more of a side note, but, um, but basically, you know, it, it, it's a tool. And I think similarly, like you have things like drinking and you have, uh, you know, like weed or whatever that it's, I think it all kind of depends on how you approach it and like, you know, how you use it sometimes, because I I don't think, like you said, there's maybe anything inherently wrong with drinking or smoking or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's like, at what point does, does the benefit, you know, kind of become overshadowed by 
the consequences or or like at what point is it kind of like taking too much of a role or in your life or or whatever and because uh, I, I think the same thing you know like I watched that clip and I was like damn bro like this is really interesting to see that perspective on just like cutting it out completely mm-hmm. and I think for me I which I think we've kind of talked about uh on a recent episode but I don't I I like there's certain things that I like about drinking where like I think I would miss cutting it out completely and not miss from like a, Oh, I can't do it kind of way, but like just miss from a, like, like I like, you know, a craft beer here and there. Like Mm -hmm. I like, you know, like a good wine or something, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just kind of, again, like bringing that mindfulness and awareness, I think is, is useful, you know, because like you said, if you get to a point where it's like, fuck, I can't have fun without it or something like that's probably a good like reflection point, you know? yeah yeah man i think you know just i guess like to just tie in deeper since we are wrapping up the book uh today appreciating the craftsmanship behind these things dude i think really gives you for, well at least for me like ever since you know because like i said like i don't really drink but i would drink wine like that's something that i will continue to do uh but like you know learning more about the wine and appreciating the craftsmanship i think you get the same the same um I guess also like emotion from like a craft beer, uh, but then you know just also food, like yeah, the craft like uh, appreciating craftsmanship just in general could like really give you a sense of fulfillment and enjoyment of the process alone. To where you know one glass of wine, it's like okay, yeah, like I'm not necessarily getting like getting a little buzz. It's like I am tasting the end product of this process. Yeah. You know, or like I'm I'm drinking this beer, like, okay, it's not just because I want a little buzz or I need to unwind a little bit. It's like, no, like, uh, like I appreciate the process, like, or, or like I know enough about it. And like, you maybe, you, you know, you can possibly anchor yourself to the process itself. And, and, you know, like maybe causes you to reflect a little bit. But then it's the same thing with, you know, any type and any other type of art in a way right like those people they go to museums and they just yeah. enjoy the 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 art and just looking at it and the conversations that come behind it like you could do the same thing with a glass of wine or, or a craft beer yeah but then like you know taking six shots back to back because the uber is here like that's not you know that's not a that's something that's sustainable and actually enjoyable right you know because you're literally like hurting your body and like shifting your mindset and disconnecting from your conscious mind to overcome the limitations that, that you set that you set on yourself. You yeah. Know? So it's, it's interesting, man. Super, super interesting. Yeah. 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 But so uh when I was reading Deep Work, the last chapter, I, I got a couple of quotes on here, man. And uh, one of them was actually from Tim Ferris. Yeah. Uh has developed the habit of letting small small bad things happen. If you don't, you'll never find time for the best change in big things. And I think like there's a, there's like a, I guess like an association with fear of regret. You know that like sometimes we just don't necessarily take risks uh, or try new things because we don't want to fail. You know, but then if you shift your perspective to like process based, like for example, like uh, you go out and you get fucked up, like 
Yeah. It's not necessarily something that uh that is like good, but then like understanding like why'd you get fucked up? You know, like what are you trying to avoid? Like what are you trying to like what were you trying to avoid during that interaction? Like did you go to a social event and you have to overcome your social anxiety? Like where does social anxiety come from? Like you know, like feeling that uh, I guess in a way like guilt you know yeah and allowing that thing to, like if 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 you fuck something up like you fucked up completely right yeah by like for example going to a social event and then getting way too drunk you know it's like oh now i don't remember like i gave out a bunch of business cards but like ugh, like i don't even know who i get my business cards to you know <laughs> And then it's like you you think like fuck man. So then like you, you know you you could take that up. It's I don't know. I always look at it like it's an opportunity to self assess better. Yeah. You know, and to think about like okay like if I have this social this thing called social anxiety like what's actually driving it? You know like what like what is it about myself that I I'm, I'm afraid of? You know or like what is it that I don't want other people to know that causes me to feel anxious about myself? Yeah. You know like like really diving deep into what the fuck it is. You know I think. I think, and then overcoming that, right? And overcoming, like, some of the, maybe you uncover some things that you would have never uncovered because you continue to just numb yourself with things like alcohol and stupid shit like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, like you said, the root root cause analysis, man, is is Mm -hmm. certainly important. And, uh, yeah, I, I did think there were some interesting, interesting quotes towards the back of the book um, with deep work. And actually, I mean, some really interesting things kind of across the board. One that I, I really thought was like it wasn't new per se because I'm actually familiar with him and in like this experiment. But it was cool seeing it like laid out in the book. But um, when he talks, when Cal Newport talks about Jason Freed in Basecamp. Um, mm-hmm. and how they went from a five day work week. Like he basically had this hypothesis that because there's so much shallow work in, in everyone's day. Um, and a lot of it is just cause you're like, we talked about, I think like two episodes, two episodes ago, a lot of it is when it comes to, you know, like the corporate world, for example, a lot of it's just that control mechanism of like, well, you're here for 40 hours. Like, I, don't tell me why, but like we decided on 40 hours. That's the number. Be here and do the work and hopefully get the work done in 40 hours. And for a lot of people, it's like you can probably get the job done in less than 40 hours. But like if you do it, you still got to be at work. So like what's the fucking point, right? And so it's like right. uh, Tim Ferriss talks about it in the four-hour uh, work week. Um you know, he talks about Parkinson's law and basically something along the lines of the the effort for an activity or, or the time that it takes to complete an activity or task will extend to whatever the deadline is. So like, even if it's, you know, and I think they make a joke about like, that's why construction projects always take so long. It's like, well, if we mm-hmm. said it, this is going to be done in two years, like we're going to stretch it out to two years, you know, kind of right. Thing. But yeah. it, but it makes sense, you know. If you say, "Hey, like I need to, I need to fucking, uh, like in my job, for example, if it's like, hey, I need to find five qualified candidates and I need to make like five calls or whatever, and I need to do that today." Well, if you set that deadline, you're gonna get it done in that day, right? Or or you're gonna at least do your very best. Whereas if you're like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, I, I if I get five, maybe over like the next couple of days and this and that. 
like you're gonna it's gonna take a couple days right and so like that's kind of the same um the same sort of like science i i think you know where he he sort of identified well shit a lot of times you know people can work more efficiently or, or a lot of times like the work the corporate work week is kind of like fluff so he challenges that and you know as as the ceo of of base camp he rolled out a four-day work week just to see like the the metrics the kpis the okrs all that they're all going to stay the same so basically you need to get the same amount of work done in four days instead of five but let's see like let's see if we can do it right like like let's see if i give everyone a three-day weekend like will we still will the company still profit and grow but also like people will live happier lives right like can we do Mm -hmm. that and and like interestingly enough it fucking worked like who would have guessed yeah yeah and but but so that's that's a whole interesting piece of the chapter but i thought i loved the piece because i see this on linkedin all the time whenever somebody talks about the four-day work week or like cutting down hours uh well most often that's the problem i guess they talk about cutting it down to a four-day work week and people are so ingrained in this corporate culture dude and like so just like have given up that and just accepted this mentality that their knee-jerk reaction is like oh, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, you're talking about work-life balance and mental health and all this. Like, how, how am I going to feel more balanced or, or feel healthier by working 40 hours in, in four days compared to 40 yeah. hours in five? And he's like, you missed the whole fucking point, dude. Right. You're not going to be working 40 hours in four <laughs> days. The whole point is you're going to be taking a whole day off, eight hours off. You're going to be working 32 hours in four days. And the goal is that like you're going to be just more focused and you're going to get the same shit done that you would have in five days, but with less time, less bullshit, less fluff. And it's just funny because like he he summed up, you know, I think it was, he said it was like, a, I don't know, some journalist or something that had originally called him out on it. But I see this on LinkedIn all the time and people are always like, oh, my God, dude, like how would you ever – like four tens is going to be so rough and it's like no dude like that's not what anybody's saying like yeah uh so i I thought that was really interesting because you know again like everybody's just so like they've just given up you know to this this mindset of like well this is how it's been and and then i think like people don't fucking get it that like you 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 commit to your job not only when you're at your office but like your commute and you get in ready yeah. So then it's like, you actually don't, like, yeah, you may, like, quote-unquote, work an eight-hour day, but then if you take an hour lunch, that's nine hours of your day. Right. Right? And then if you commute and get, like, between commuting and get ready, right? Like, I'll say, you know, average would be, like, uh, an hour and a half each way, mm-hmm. meaning that, like, it takes you an hour and a half to, like, get ready for work, pack your shit, or eat your whatever you need to sustain your fucking, your body <laughs> through those eight hours. Right. And then commute like an hour and a half each way. Yeah. Right. So I'll say like three hours. So then it's like you really like given up 12, like roughly 12 hours of your day to this profession. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to do it at, like only four times as opposed to five? Yeah. You know, like you already put it in like it's 60 hours of your week that are wasted, yeah. you know, to like somebody else for like your paycheck. Right. right. Like that you trade for your paycheck. It's not just a fucking eight hours. And I think, like, people don't get that shit. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, maybe you're clocking in or whatever for only eight, but it actually you're committing more time than you realize. It. Yeah. You know, and, like, I think just the, yeah, man, it's just, like, people don't, people don't want to 
people don't want to kind of realize that or admit that they waste so much time. Yeah. You know? Well, that and yeah, no, definitely that. Because like, of course, there's no, there's no incentive to admit like you know to your employer like hey dude you know i, I could actually get this done in 20 hours <laughs> you know like, <laughs> you say that shit and they're gonna be like oh i got i, I got some shit that you can do you know yeah yeah, like, yeah. Why, you know why would i do that so then like you mm-hmm. said you just you just uh uh get slipped into this sense of like complacency but um but i i think you know what's what i've heard too which like horrifies me is i've seen some people when it comes down to talking about like like trying to change work culture to like maybe you know accommodate more of like a four-day work week for example because the the point has been made and it's a good point like since the uh industrial revolution employee productivity has i think it's like more than doubled and the data has shown that like you know, because of all the tools and technology that we have now, like employee productivity has like more than doubled, but the work culture has not changed. Like the hours have <laughs> like nothing's changed, right? It's yeah. Like, okay, cool. We'll just squeeze that much more out of you, right? And and it's just kind of crazy to me because some people, like like you said, because you're right. Like, yeah, it's eight hours of work, but then you have lunch, and then you have getting ready for work, and then you have the commute, and all like. Like you said, before right. you know it. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, in Denver, I just felt like, like, I think that's why it was such a stressful and, like, honestly, like, depressing time, too. Because I felt, you know, especially when I had that hour commute each way, I'm like, bro, like you said, eight-hour day with two hours commute, that's 10 hours plus, like, a lunch that's, you know, I don't know. Some days I wouldn't even get to take lunch, but we'll say, like, 30 minutes for lunch or whatever, like, 10 and a half hours. But then that was, like that would be like the average day, but a lot of days I was working more than eight hours, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, easily 12 hours, like you said, devoted to somebody else's dream. And then it's like, dude, what, what's left for me, you know? Right. Like, where, yeah. Where's my life, you know? And yeah. And, um, but that's, what's nuts is so, so many people unfortunately have just been living that way for so long that like they can't even I don't know like it's like they don't even feel entitled to their time anymore or something like because I've been seen on like uh same thing LinkedIn a lot um and I I feel like I usually see it more so from some of the older generations like you know the boomers or or, you know above but a lot of Mm -hmm. times they'll be like well four-day work week like what am I gonna do on a three-day weekend like I don't like you know (laughs) yeah and it's like what the fuck is fun yeah yeah as an adult and they don't realize the fucking root cause of the fact that it's like dude it's because you give your job 60 hours of your fucking week every week or whatever so it's like yeah you haven't had you haven't been able to pursue passions or hobbies or you know anything and so it's like well I don't know that's scary I don't don't, (laughs) like just keep working whatever at least I don't have to think about it you know right yeah, dude. And then I, so on, on the Instagram, shout out to Instagram at uh, Bro Brain Podcast. Hey, but I, I posted uh, a quote and I, oh, fuck, man. I can't remember the name of the bro that, that shared it, but <laughs> he said, like, thinking it, the hardest thing to do is thinking. That's why so little people do it. And then it's just like, I listened to a Jeff Bezos quote or, or a Jeff Bezos interview, and he talked about, it's like, you only, it's like, I'm only capable of making a couple of, of hard, uh, definite decisions a day. That's really what I get paid to do. Mm. And then they're like, dude, you think about it. Like, so this dude, like literally starts for us at 10 AM, 
makes a couple of decisions a day, and then at five he's done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and then, but like, how much thought has to go into the decision makings, right? Like, and the meetings, like critical thinking meetings that he has, are all like people are trying to help him influence influence him into making the best decision that it would benefit the company and it'll expand and and it'll like commit to his growth. Like, but that's it. Yeah. You know, then like you think about like he's really just saying yes or no at the end of the day. Yeah. Like he's saying like, yeah, like, yeah, this works. No, I don't like this. Yeah, this works. No, I don't like this. And then like he's just deciding things, like thinking about the consequences of his decisions. Like, that's all he's doing. He's not fucking doing manual labor. He's not fucking, like, rebuilding, like, reinventing the wheel and, like, crazy shit like that. And it's, like, it's just, like, thinking, you know? But then it's, like, we're just so, like, we have detached ourselves just from thinking alone and being creative and, and, like, fucking up and allowing ourselves to fuck up because we want everything to be perfect because we don't want to, like, think of solutions. Yeah. You know, it's easier to just go with the flow. It's easier to, like, follow the motions and like completely uh, remove responsibility from our, our actions, just kind of allow somebody else to dictate what we do and what we don't. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, like, you know, tomorrow, the majority of my day is already gone, so I don't have to plan for anything. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, fuck, man, like, what if you could be more efficient, you know? Like, so, dude, so getting back to the book, man, uh, you know, page 222. He, he describes like the, the schedule every minute of your day. And mm-hmm. this is something that Elon Musk does as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew, uh, but like it's the, the time blocking uh, technique yeah. that he talks about. So I downloaded this app. I like, I looked it up and, and this is app called a, a tracker where it's basically like it, uh, it helps you uh, track or block your day in, in like 30 so you know so elon musk does uh five minute intervals of of, of uh time blocking like similar five to what Cal- yeah dude Damn. like five minutes bro so like so there's because there's things that do like 20 they're 25 minutes there's things that only take five minutes there's things that take 10 minutes so it's like and he does five minute intervals like Damn. so every minute of his day is like detailed out so you know cal newport talks about like going to work and then like drawing two columns right and like blocking up like all right for the next hour i'm gonna do this and then on the next one on the next column the column on the right uh allow yourself to make errors right so then it's like if you if you poor manage like you know in the beginning like poor poor time management it's probably something that you're gonna run into because you probably don't know how to manage your day how, why would you know if you've never been taught, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're not supposed to know. So it's like, you know, like blocking off certain hours and then adapting and adjusting on the next column. Basically, you just can't quit and say that, like, just because you fucked up or, like, you, you fucked up your schedule, like, your shit's over. Yeah. And, like, your, your whole day is ruined. No, it's like adapt to it. Like, and then uh, he, he, asks, he has this question that he says, like, what makes sense for me to do with the with the remainder of the time? So, like, if you go over and then you're like, man, like, I did, I, I completely misjudged um, this, like, timeline. I completely misunderstood how long it was going to take me. Instead of, like, completely scratching the day and then just going for the easy button and taking out your phone or, or, you know, like, going back to, like, just being busy for no reason, like, ask yourself, 
like what makes the most sense what can i do mm-hmm. what can i like what 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 makes the most sense like what's gonna make me the most productive what's gonna make me like have uh like what's gonna make my day easier tomorrow or like how can i readjust how can i get better you know yeah um so i'm i'm, I'm playing with the app right now man let's see see how it is um if elon musk uses it man like it must be uh must be something to it, you know. Damn, yeah, that's intense, dude. The uh, at, like getting as granular as every five minutes. I'm not gonna lie, is, is pretty wild because, it, and reading that part of the chapter, um, I, I kind of smiled a little bit because that's actually something I kind of do already. Nice. The, the area where I could see maybe, uh, kind of the biggest takeaway for me is maybe you extending it to more of like personal life as well because I really do that for the workday. Like, like I use. Uh, you know, Google Calendar, um, like religiously, and mm-hmm. it's funny because like before before getting into recruiting, I didn't I, like had a calendar on my phone, and I'm like, what what am I gonna use it for? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um, but now it, it like fuck, dude, like the calendar basically like rules my life, you know, and then I have mm-hmm. to shape everything around it. But but I, I w- one thing that I really like about the Google uh, Calendar, I mean, along with like any sort of electronic calendar, I guess, is that it's so um, uh, so malleable, you know, like you can just like you were saying, like if you set up a tentative um, schedule for the day and then, you know, say from 10 to 11, you're supposed to be doing calls or something. And then but something happens and that doesn't happen. Well, like you can very easily with a few clicks, like change the, the time lengths and change everything for the rest of the day to to, you know, sort of adjust for that. Um, just like, just like he talks about with like writing it in a notebook, I kind of like doing it, you know, digitally just because mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit less, uh, a little bit less chaotic, you know, instead of yeah. like crossing out a whole column and then writing a new one next, but like, but the point still stands. Like, I, I definitely get what he's saying. And like I said, that's, I've, I do that a lot where like, I'll, I'll put out tentative time blocks and like a tentative schedule for my work day. And then, you know, sometimes, like he says, you know, sometimes shit happens or, or the discipline isn't there and you have to adjust, but it's like you, it makes you very mindful of where you're spending your time and like how you can try and knock out all the things you need to do because then you're like, okay, well shit. If now I need to, to cut down that three hour block I had in the afternoon to like two and a half hours because I you know had to move something or whatever, like, is that reasonable? Or like, am I going to, you know, what am I going to have to do to accommodate? Like, it, it makes you think and it makes you plan. Um, and, and I liked the, you know, so like I said, I, it was nice to see that I was kind of already on the right track with kind of how I approach my day. But I think he makes he he brings to light some, some important observations with like, like you said, having a schedule that's flexible and that you can change and you can manage your time. But then also he sets the goal of every day, not working after five thirty PM. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's something I'm not going to lie that I've really struggled with because especially now with quarantine and work from home, you, you, it's, it's too easy, especially in my line of work with recruiting where it's like, you can always be doing something else. You can always be finding another candidate. You can always be answering another email or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have your office in your house, it's been very, very hard for me to set like a, like, okay, I'm done. I'm walking away. Like I'm not going to look at the computer for, for the rest of the day. You know, like it's been very, very difficult for me to have that sort of, distinction between okay 
work is over and now I'm going to log off basically. So, so that was honestly a big insight that I took away from, from that chapter was kind of setting an endpoint for mm-hmm. like your job or, or your day job. And, yeah. and then because of that really managing your time to to meet that right like because like before i've like tried to manage my time but then when you don't have an end goal it's like well i'll just bump everything up by 30 minutes or like i'll I'll adjust it by an hour you know whereas and then all of a sudden just like with what happens with me you're you know you're sitting here and you're like well okay i got everything done but like uh, i saw five more emails come in let me just tackle those right and then like all of a sudden it's fucking 7 p.m or it's 8 p.m or whatever and it's just like bro like I, I know like where I'm at now, it's not sustainable, you know, like I know yeah. like, I'm going to hit that burnout just like I hit in Denver. So, so that, that piece, even for me, just like, you know, setting a clear end goal for the day as, as simple as that is. And, and you'd think it's almost like it goes without saying for me, that was honestly a big takeaway as well. Yeah, dude. So me too, man. And, uh, but you know, I guess like, cause I do, a lot more stuff, not so much for like my nine to five, but just like for my own stuff. Uh, but I've been like more conscious of where I put my, like where I invest my time. And, and cause like sometimes I, like I, I start like associating just being in a bad mood with doing the things that I have to do, mm. you know, like reaching out to people, for example, like, or if I'm working on on a project or, or, you know, like, I have to take photos of something and, or, like, I have to work on a listing. It, like, if I'm not in a good, like, mental state, you know, and, like, yeah, I have to get it done. But then, like, there's, like, there's a difference between, like, the end products, right, that come from it. Like, if I just force myself to do it and, like, not really consider outside factors or, like, a, like if I'm already burned out from, like, my 9 to 5 already. Yeah. Like, the end product dude, is so much shittier. So oh, yeah. like what I've been, what I've been doing is like, I've been capping my like daily productivity, like for, for my own personal business. And then I like, I've been uh, like, whenever I feel like I'm just like burnt the fuck out, I still take that time and do something that it's going to make me more creative, but then it's not, it doesn't require me to be, uh as focus so i do something like like i'll like i i just started playing my ukulele again oh nice and and what i found dude is that like because i'm like still i don't know i feel like it, it's allowing me to to get like the juices flowing in my creative mind to to work through stuff mm-hmm. but then like i'm not as uh like as stressed mm. because i feel like i'm still like because you know being creative man it's something that like I feel like, you know, you, you talked about it earlier, like, how can you find better people, right? Like, how can you, like, you have a, you have to have a creative process to, like, seek out, you know, new candidates, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a certain level of creativity. Like, if you think about problems, like, what you're doing is solving problems, right? But then, like, creative solutions are what really get you the best results. Right. Right? So then it's like, but then creativity, you know, like, referencing back to, to Limitless, like, creativity is something that you do. Like you're creative, not uh, like you just can't accept the fact that you're not a creative person. And right. you know, you think about like we use bodybuilding for a long time. Like there was a certain creative process that we went that we went into that specifically. But then it's like, well, like there's only so much lifting that you can do. 
Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you can't do fucking bicep curls every day. Right. right. Like unless you're Rich Piana, but <laughs> you know, we don't even know if that's even real, you know? Yeah. And I remember and, uh, I remember lamenting that back in the day the day too, dude. You you'd have a five day bro split, you know, one or two body parts each day, and then Saturday would come and you'd be like, Oh, I still want to make progress, dude. Like, what should I do? Like, dude, I remember one time I sorry not, not to interrupt real quick. No, I remember good. one time, dude, I did like, you know, like I said classic bro split like chest and biceps on monday you know legs on tuesday yeah. whatever and i remember i was driving by liberty on saturday bro, <laughs> and i was bored and i was like bro like i just i just want to find like something to do like keep the ball moving. <laughs> so bro i i fucking drove over to liberty just to hit calves bro like i, I went there and I, I drove shout out to liberty gym in new mexico but yeah you know went to liberty just to do like a 30 minute calf workout just so i could like be in the gym that day and then, <laughs> and then i bounced out dude. <laughs> like, yeah dude, but but you know like but it's like i mean you think about well, like, you're right like there's only so much you can do right and then so i just you know instead of because it's like so what else it's almost like what else would you do right if you're like physically exhausted and you're mentally exhausted how like what what can you be what what can you do that makes you creative or in that state right and like that's where like I've been like playing with different ideas right because it's like I I know that being creative it's really what's gonna like set me up for success regardless of like where I end up in life like the ability to create solutions yeah but then if there isn't like if I don't practice being creative, then I'm not going to be creative at all. Right? So like, yeah, like, so whenever I hit that burnout, like recently, man, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I've been like, I like lock myself in my office. Cause in my office, I'm definitely like when I'm the most productive, luckily, like I don't come here to just hang out. Like when I'm in here, it's for a reason. Right. So like, I'll, but I'll like lock myself in here. Like, all right. So it's basically only personal development happens in here, whether it's in business, like personal growth, like whatever, like it's going to happen in here. So now I've been like playing the ukulele again, do a little bit of writing. And, you know, like that really has kind of given me an opportunity to, to be more creative and, and I not feel like I'm wasting my time, man. Like, cause like that guilt dude of time wasting, fuck dude, that should like, that destroys me, man. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know if you've you've had this one, but it's like it's happened to me where like I'm dude it happened last last week, man. On Friday, like I got out of work early. And I remember I was just like I was just feeling like pretty drained, like physically, mentally, like emotionally. And I remember I was on the couch for like Gabby went outside for a run or a walk or something, and then she left and then came back and I was still on my phone, dude. Mm. Like on Instagram, bro. And I was like, like, dude, I just feel so bad. Mm. you know and then and then like doing some reflections because like i like didn't have anything else to like i didn't feel like i had like the energy to do anything else but i could have easily like grabbed an instrument you know or some shit like that and just yeah do it a little bit you know well and, and i mean a little bit kind of on the front end of things i guess like that that's kind of what i was referring to even a little bit when we like at the very very beginning of the call when we were talking or the uh today our our talk today when we were talking about like you know i i brought up how you know i think it was yesterday you know worked so much or or worked so much of the Mm -hmm. week and then had like so much of a kind of like you said like a mix of deep and shallow work but but like work like work for my job yeah. right not not like work for me or something 
Um, and so because of that, like, even though I took a break and I went to dinner and, you know, relaxed and all this, and I came back, I tried to do something for me that was still, you know, like, like we learned from limitless, dude, you know, reading is, is exercise for the brain. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's no different than what we were talking about with like, Oh, I stayed out till 3am and then I, I slept for three hours and then I woke up and then I went to go fucking lift weights for two hours. You know, it was like the same sort of thing where it's like, I had this long day. I was like mentally and physically exhausted. And at the end I was like still trying to exercise. Right. And, and for me, it was kind of a, a, a moment of like reprioritization where like, that's why I brought up the morning thing. Cause I was like, man, arguably like, I'm not trying to be salty or whatever, but like arguably the most important thing of my day would probably be in terms of like things that take cognitive uh, energy and cognitive ability. Like the most important part of the day should be what I'm doing for myself. Right. Not for, yeah, for this other company. And so it was like, it kind of was a little bit of a moment of reflection last night to be like, well, maybe waking up earlier or, or even the waking up part honestly, isn't even super, super uh critical in this point because again i have some flexibility with my schedule even if i woke up at the exact same time of the day prioritizing the things i want to do and the things that will be specifically beneficial to me personally and then doing work like that that could be like a game changer for me you know because like like for example like how much different would that day have been if i would have woke up been at a hundred percent battery uh done my reading then done like you know like you said some sort of creative outlet or something and then and then you know now that my mm-hmm. battery's at 75 percent or whatever now that's what the job gets because like let's be let's be real the, the job it's got some creative components but it's not you know a it's not like my my purpose in life or something and right b it's not you know a lot of it's work bro a lot of it's shit that people have done for fucking years and years and years like you know it's it's just yeah. kind of a, a well-oiled machine at this point yeah so it's like my point is like why wouldn't i give that the 75 percent or the 50 percent the remaining 75 exactly. or, or remaining 50 percent of the battery rather than being like that's going to get my 100 percent, and then me me personally my passions or aspirations will get the remaining 10% or something, you know? So, yeah. So I think very, very relevant to what you were saying about, you know, yeah. Just like how you approach your day, how you approach uh, yeah. the creative, the creative outlets and stuff. Um, very, I think, yeah, very, very important. Yeah. And then, but I, I would also, I guess, I don't want to say like necessarily, uh, yeah, I would just I, I I would just say that Hit me with I it, bro. think I think that having those creative times and creative outlets like early as fuck actually so for me it puts me in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like maybe it's a better think. it's a better 75%. You know, like it's mm. it's like uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you you give yourself that time, that space. It's like cool like I like love myself i love my life and then this work is a part of it that's true and then it's like it's you approach things differently like may, and maybe you get to you actually get to a conscious to, to a conscious state where you're like i get to do this as opposed to i have to do this yeah and that alone you know could shift your 
your outlook on your day, you know, and oh, and, and and what you produce. No, right? that, that's a great distinction. I, yeah. I I like that because, like you said, I I think it it sort of reframes both pieces of the day, right? Like you yeah, said, like the absolutely. first part, um, you know, obviously you're you're fresh, you're getting to do things you want to do. Uh, and it kind of sets the tone for the day. But then, like you said, also reframing the remainder where it's like, you know, like you said, even uh, re- reframing the remainder piece, you could be like, well, now I, I have a more energized 75% or, exactly. or whatever, you know. So, no, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and because, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're given attention, but your attention is more collective. Like, you're more focused. You, yeah. you like, you know, maybe you've, you thought about how you're going to, you, you've, thought about a better understanding like you or you understand more the purpose of you going to work as opposed to like fuck man like ugh, like i have to do shit again like i fucking hate it here you know yeah. which like you know like having those emotions like that's fine but then i like, have an understanding like why do you have that you know like it's that will come from that like initial reflection earlier in the day and it's like okay like right. how do i fix it right you know? well and, and yeah. even just from a purely like chemical standpoint or like physical standpoint um like you were talking about like say you're like say one of the pieces there it's creative or it's uh like working out you know releasing those endorphins and getting like those sorts of juices flowing early on like you said like uh i'm sure it's going to be probably similar to what we're about to start diving into with think like a monk but it's like yeah start getting those juices flowing with gratitude you start getting those juices flowing with creativity with you know just again like positive energy at the beginning of the day like i remember that was kind of the attitude that i took you know with uh even in denver like i said even when i was stressed out and all that at least i could be like well shit when i woke up at five and i went to the gym and i did that like even if it was like a shitty day or, or whatever happened at least i could be like well i i took care of me you know like i i did right check something off the box that i wanted to do first thing in the day and also like from a physical standpoint like you're up you're you're you know you got the blood pumping you're moving you know you got the pump like it's it's uh, yeah dude. you know it's, it's not a bad way to start <laughs> dude like you know when 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 the sleeves are tight bro like <laughs> You, you walk around like, different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and that alone, you know, people approach you differently. You get better results just, just in true. general, you know? That's true. And also, like, you know, even on the phone, too. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, like, you, you, your confidence is, is different, right? And, and I, I, I think, you know, I think I might, I, might start, I might start doing that again, man. I think. Yeah. So I've been lifting in the afternoon recently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but I might. I might start doing the morning, but Switch adding it, it to the, yeah, dude, adding it to the routine. But, but, you know, like it's, it's something that I don't know, man. It's like, like I was saying earlier, it's like that self pride that we are taught to not have for whatever reason, because you're conceited or fucking showing off or whatever. But then mm. it's like, dude, like when, when is it okay to feel good about yourself? Like to truly feel good about what you're doing and like to truly like value how much you prioritize your time and the fact that you value your body that much that you want to treat it with at that you hold yourself to that high of a standard where like i want to look this way for me and because i i can and, and you know like it's it's like a celebration of life you know like why is that yeah. not okay you know like why yeah. is that bad right like like the high on life thing like yeah why can't you just like truly enjoy that you know like 
if if that's not it, then like how are we supposed to do it? Getting fucked up, you know, like yeah, like what and is... watching TV, you know, like right. is that like is that like the meaning of of fun, you know, as adults, like why? Yeah, you know, question fucking everything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at a very base fundamental level for sure yeah and and i guess lastly to, to kind of wrap up deep work man the last the last piece that kind of stuck out to me was uh become hard to reach man yeah I, dude i like i like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh i you know i it is like it like reframe and reword like some of the habits that i have because sometimes dude, like, yeah. people are sh- like they ask me like shitty questions I don't respond to their emails, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and I've already been, I, I kind of been doing that already, but then, you know, like the, the, like the, how to, how to like reach out to people, like make them do the majority of the work, you know, yeah. asking them, like giving them basically like ultimatums. Like if this works for you, let me know when. And then I'll like, if this works for me, then I'll respond. Yeah. If not, then like you're fucked, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and and like, well, in challenging, just like we were talking about just a second ago, like, you know, question everything, right? Challenge everything. Like, that's the same sort of thing. We come from this sort of culture, especially within the corporate world, where it's like, oh, if somebody emails you or something, like, you have to respond. And you have right. to respond timely. Uh, if Within ping, an hour. If, yeah, yeah, if they ping you or, or like, I am you, like, you got to respond. You got to respond timely. And it's like, like, why? <laughs> like, yeah maybe what you're fucking reaching out to me about like either a is not that important in general b mm-hmm. maybe isn't as relevant to me as you might think it is or or c like even if it meets the other criteria like maybe it's just not like that urgent right that it, it yeah it's like a quick response and on my end uh one of the things we learned uh when i started this job is like you know one of the ways to improve like efficiency and productivity is knowing like shortcuts on your keyboard for, you know, the different tools that we use. But like, even Mm -hmm. for example, with Gmail, um, you know, rather than like manually, like moving your cursor up and clicking on the archive button, you could just hit E like enable shortcuts, hit E on the keyboard. And like, for some reason, like that one simple keystroke that has even changed how I, uh, like how I approach responses and, and emails because hmm. I'm like, I'm going to read it. I'm going to skim through it real quick. And if it's, you know, if it's just a blast to everybody, boom, it's, it's just a quick E and then I'm on to the next one, you know, like, mm. and for some reason, even that just making it a keystroke instead of like having to go up and manually click the archive button and, you know, all like some, for some reason like that for me just helps keep it going really quickly. And, and yeah, like you hmm. said, the same thing. It's like you start evaluating really deeply like do i need to respond and if so like how much what what do i need to put into this right like like what are they asking of me have they kind of met me halfway in terms of like the you know the effort that's being requested or something yeah um so i I think a lot of that was interesting from like a work perspective and then for me the takeaway even like from more of a personal perspective was like kind of going back to some of the stuff we talked about with the social dilemma, you know, like turning off notifications or like mm-hmm. maybe not having a social media uh, presence or whatever. It's like we, we, we live in a society where it's like because you have this connected supercomputer in your hands, 
the expectation is like you have it in your hands at all times or you have it on your person at all times. And therefore you need to be reachable at all times. Like if I call you, dude, I called you, why didn't you pick up? You know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck off, dude. I was like living my own fucking life, dude. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know, man. Like it, it's, a, again, it's a tool and it's so like, again, it's so, it's a blessing. It's so much of a tool to be able to like talk to like my mom, who's, you know, a state away, like hours away. And like, I could just literally pick up, uh, this device and hit a button and start talking to her or like see her on FaceTime or something. Right. Yeah. But, and that truly is a blessing, but where, you know, again, like sometimes these tools can start being used against us is like the expectations piece, you know, all of a sudden people are like, well, dude, I I texted you, but I didn't get a response within three hours or something. And it's like, well, maybe I wasn't, maybe (laughs) I didn't even have my fucking phone on me, dude. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. That for me, like, I really liked the piece that he talked about, with when you change your behavior to suit you like you're gonna you have this fear of backlash but eventually he's like it's gonna be less than you think you know like once you start doing it like once you change your behavior towards what suits you the best like people will adapt (laughs) like they'll understand oh right like he'll get back to me when he's ready or like when he's free or like when he has the answer to whatever I was asking or, you know, whatever the the case may be rather than being like, Oh, I need a response in five minutes because, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like that's the thing we live in this culture where that's like the status quo, right? Like everybody's just browsing on their phone all day. Everybody's on Instagram you know, like deep work is, you know, again, we're, we're living in like a shallower and shallower society. And, and so it's just like, well, yeah, like why wouldn't he like just, I don't know, like message me back on Instagram or like Snapchat me back or, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I liked, I thought that become hard to reach piece was useful from both a professional standpoint as well as a personal standpoint because, Absolutely. you know, again, like I, I just think the expectations have sort of gotten unruly, you know, like they've run yeah. a little bit. Yeah, no, and, and uh, so I have two things with that, but like just so one of them, like from the professional standpoint, uh, I, I wrote down this quote that says, is the sender's responsibility to convince the receiver that a reply is worthwhile. Yeah. You know, I was thinking like, dude, like, why the fuck would I respond to you? Like, I, I have I have nothing to say to you. Yeah. You know, like on, on a professional level. But then I also thought about like the guilt that comes from leaving people on red. Yeah. You know, if, like, for example, on Instagram, like you open a message and then like, if you don't respond, it's a scene. Yeah, but then yeah, like, yeah like, dude, like who, fucking, <laughs> who fucking rolled out that feature? You know, like what the fuck was the point of that? I'm sorry, but that's that's fucking social engineering right there. Like that's yeah, but like up. it does make you like feel some type of way. Yeah, you know where like you just don't open things. It's like why well, I don't want to respond right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, straight up. And then it's like, but why is that a bad thing, man? Yeah, like why is that a bad? You know, and and another thing that I did is like I like I when people post stuff now like i'm at the point where if i don't like what what i see dude i just unfollow people mm-hmm. and somebody asked me like somebody sent me a message was like hey did you unfollow me and then i just replied yes <laughs> and then like <laughs> and then they left me on scene dude and then they didn't respond and like that was the end yeah but like dude i like but i remember like feeling a little nervous when i said when i responded yes and then eventually yeah. like i had to build up the courage you know yeah and I was like, dude, like, this is so fucked, man. Like, why do I have to feel guilty? Because I don't want to interact with somebody on a fucking social network that is not even tangible. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Well, and, and the, uh, remember Cal, 
Cal Newport talks about that in deep work too. He, he talks about, um, Oh, I, I forget the exact way he puts it, but basically how we live like social media and these social tools have sort of erected this culture of like for like or like like, like dude you remember myspace dude like <laughs> pick comment for pick comment dude or like like for like yeah. you know like it like and it's funny because that was like the most explicit version of it and it was so i remember like at the time it was just like truly just like clout right like oh dude i have more notifications and this and that or like you know it's like truly like a little dopamine like yeah uh, machine or something but now it's funny because those early social media days and like what that looked like has really shaped where we are now with like these much more sophisticated tools like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, where like that's the culture, whether we realize it or not, sometimes like that's the whole thing. Oh, dude, uh, so-and-so followed me. Well, I better follow them. Like you might go right. to their page and you might be like, damn, bro, like all they post the selfies, like I don't fucking care about that shit. Like I don't right. really see that. But you're like, well, they followed me, so like I better follow them back. Or like, oh, so and so liked my picture, I better like it. And it's like, why? Like, there's not, a, <laughs> there's literally no reason other than some sort of like social engineered guilt around. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, it's got to be a culture of like reciprocation when it comes to digital, you know, digital blessings or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm like, I don't know, man. It's almost like this book's definitely like hooked me up, man. And like. Yeah, just deeper understanding on, on like time wasting, yeah, right? and like and and like the root of it and how to avoid it and 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 you know like yeah, it's a combination of everything, man. Like yeah, deep work and and you know like watching the social dilemma and then like some of the stuff that I've been uh, reading on my own and stuff and like the conversations with you, like they have really you know steer me, I don't know, like help my conscious you know improve. And my consciousness, yeah. you know, to, to get better and, and have a deeper understanding of what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to think like a monk, man. Yeah, I mean, on that note. Yeah, dude. Monk, bro, Jay Shetty. Yeah, so I read the, yeah, I read the introduction, man, dude. I'm, like, super hyped, bro. Like, yeah, dude, same. I, I mean, I guess as, like, a little bit of a, a precursor or preamble, I did not know who Jay Shetty was or like, I feel like you'd name dropped him a couple times and like, mm-hmm. I just, I'd kind of been, you know, exposed in that way. But like, when you were like, yo, think like a monk, man, you know, and I just, I was like, all right, pre-order, pre-order <laughs> on Amazon, let's go. Like, yeah. you know, I, I didn't yeah. know anything about, about his background other than the fact that like, at some point he must've been a monk, <laughs> you know? Like, so safe so, guess, you know? Yeah, man. So which coming from like a, a very like I've always had a deep respect for the the monastic way of life, man. And so I I was super intrigued when you when you sent over this uh, this book. And yeah, after reading the intro, man, I'm I'm definitely pumped. I'm really curious to see. Like I liked how you know he talks about when he went to go see the um, the monk speak when he was in the uk he was like or his buddy was like yeah let's go see him and he's like man the only way i'm gonna go is if we go to the bars afterwards <laughs> and yeah. he's like all right cool and then like and then like look what fucking happened you know like look yeah. how changed. yeah dude yeah man i'm definitely uh so i read the introduction on wednesday man okay uh and like dude i like so i read it on the toilet bro like not even gonna <laughs> lie dude like i just like fuck it i just grabbed it and i I was able to 
to knock it out, man. And, nice. And I was like very intrigued. Um, and I think what intrigues me the most is just how the bridge, like the creativity between the bridge between the monk mindset, which is like highly respected in my in my eyes. And, you know, like my, my grandpa was, he was like very curious about it, but not to the, like, he didn't have the resources that I had, right? But like, he, mm. he knew like, but he was definitely like intrigued by it. Like, uh, so like, uh, he, he like talked about, like my mom was telling me about, like, he had a book on like how to open the third eye and it was about a monk hmm. teaching this kid and stuff. And, and uh, so it was like, there, de- there was definitely like some interest, right? But then some of the stuff that I've read, looked at, looked at on my own, it's like, like for example like how to deal with death right and like the monk and, and or the shaman like the the breathing like the monks the 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 some of the breathing techniques that the monks do and like the purpose of it and stuff so like you know he talks about that in here right and like in, mm-hmm. in the introduction it talks about like your your breath like monks the first thing they learn is about your like how to control your breath because your breath yeah. is the only thing that stays with you from the time you're born to the time you die. Yeah. So like that like really intrigued me, you know. But then it's like also just like uh, knowing who Jay Shetty is and and just how his involvement in the co- corporate environment, dude. To that extent, using the teachings and practices that he learned in a monk setting, you know, to me that's very intriguing because it's like that bridge, right? Like you yeah. take something where like you give up everything. You own little possessions, right? Which is like a yoga mat and like two sets of of clothes. Yeah, and that's it. Like you, you know, I could I could relate from being in the military. Like you, you sh- you have a shaved head. Like you have no per- like your your clothing has no personality, right? Like you don't identify with anything material. Yeah, and now he lives in like L.A., dude. Like he's like living like the, in Hollywood and shit. So like, but then the the practices and the, and the thoughts and, and the ideas that he has are similar or are very similar to. Now he's like he has a wife and you know like thinking about a family and stuff, but it's like he, he's still able to tap into those teachings, those monks' teachings in like a new world, you know, where like you get to enjoy the luxuries of technology, you get to enjoy like material like materialism, but not let you consume you, but like still just enjoy it, which is something that I'm intrigued in, right? Like it's like yeah. you. Like learning how to truly appreciate craftsmanship behind luxuries is like it's almost like you have to like, but he's doing it in a way where he's relying on like through a monk's perspective. At least that's what I kind of think, you know. And and I guess like I'm 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 interested to to dive in more, like take a deep dive in the book. But yeah, you know, just well, like, like you said, he talks about how like the rags to riches story is such a common. Mm-hmm story like in hollywood in just like people you know it's always like the build up so it's super super intriguing to hear of somebody who's like it well not rags to riches in the opposite way but like they went from like you said like the bustling normal busy world of just normal life to leaving Mm -hmm. it all behind and going to become a monk like that that already is is like I'm always I'm always curious about those stories, right? Yeah. But then you have the person who's done that and then also has like returned to 
like like you said like la of all places <laughs> yeah and and so i'm very curious to see like you know how he makes a good point like why why would you when you go back into the normal world why would you go to a place that's already enlightened if you're trying to make a change or like trying to continue to grow so yeah like, hey, i'm gonna go to la i'm gonna go to the, the center of materialism and you know fame and you know the the, the crushed dreams and all that you know like oh yeah i'm gonna go there but i'm curious because it's like obviously there's like temptation there there's uh you know there's corruption there's you know there's all these things that i'm sure like he's he's had to work through from like a meditation standpoint before so it's like i wonder how he's gonna use that to be like here's how i cope with it every day or, or here's how i thrive within it every day yeah man yeah dude so definitely like looking forward to it man and and then you know also the, like some of the like you know he talks about like the monkey mind versus the monk mind you know and yeah and like the some of the comparisons dude like you, you know I, when i was reading some of these like i was like man like the just like how the the perspective could change you know and the impact that could have uh like, you know, for example, like, looks for temporary fixes as a monk with the monkey mind, but then the monk would look like, looks for genuine, looks for genuine solutions. And then, for example, that one specifically, it's like, I, I just, I, I just thought about drinking, mm. right? Like, drinking is a temporary fix. Like, you fuck up stressed out, if you black out, you won't have to think about it right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, if you take the monk approach, it's like, well, why are you stressed out? Like, like diving and taking like a the deep dive approach and understanding like, what is it that's actually causing that stress? Yeah, you know, like, like does whatever feels good. The monkey brain does, but then the monk seeks self control and mastery. Like, dude, you know, like that right there. It's like, what the fuck is mastery? Like for us, right? Like, if you're just doing things that feel good, like again, getting fucked up. Yeah, right? or like taking some shots. You know, like could seek self control and mastery. Like, what does that mean in that setting? Yeah. Like, like, what are you controlling? Like, and and it was just like it, to me, it just made me think. Like, how does this apply to to our lives? You know, in the corporate setting, right? Yeah, man. Now I'm I'm excited because even you know, um, yeah, a, a little bit of a tangent, but I thought I thought it was kind of funny because he talks about his you know, of course, when he starts chasing the monastic life and and he's, you know, he starts talking about kind of the history, you know, of like Hindu monks with the Vedas and, you know, the uh, the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and, and it kind of reminded me, I remember one of my last semesters in college, which to be fair, was like kind of a decision that I made just like, well, people go to college, so I'm going to go to college. <laughs> I guess like, that's what you do, you know? And, yeah. and I just remember, um, because of that that was just always the feeling like even though i was i eventually you know got a degree in philosophy which is something like by far what i found most interesting in in school yeah. um in something that like i had a, a real interest in it was like the fact that it wasn't such a structured like i'm gonna tell you what to do or what to read or whatever kind of environment that like even then i just it was hard for me to be interested and i, re- I remember one of my last semesters i i took a class on I think it was like, it was like a, it was like a graduate level class that it was very specific. Like it was like Eastern philosophy, but it was like very specific on, I'm just trying to think of the exact topic, but, but a lot of it was like Hindu philosophies, um, ancient texts, that sort of thing. And I remember we used to read 
like goddamn dude that was a really reading intensive class like it was like a book a week type stuff damn and, and but that was the thing at the time i was like nah like i was just like not motivated <laughs> at all and like i remember it was like we would read excerpts from the bhagavad gita from the upanishads um you know we would we we would talk about the vedas and uh hmm. and it's funny because like reading through him talking about all of these and then being prepared to like not only read this book, you know, which which is obviously going to be heavily influenced by all that, but then also like potentially do some supplemental reading on the side of like, mm. maybe I'll go back and read from the Upanishads. Maybe I'll go back and read the ba- uh, Bhagavad Gita, you know, and it's hmm. just funny how things change because I'm like, it, it's so much, it just goes to show like, again, like when you want to, to do something or you're doing something because yeah. of like a passion or, or a purpose that's close to you it's so much different than when somebody's like, yeah, hey, go do this, you know? Right. Like, I know. So I absolutely. I, I just thought it was funny, you know, here we are five years later, six years <laughs> later, you know, and here I'm like, Oh yeah, I think I'm going to go like do this. Cause I want to do this. Whereas I, when somebody was like, here's the book, go read it. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like it's, it's crazy to think just, you know, how me and you came and like merged like our minds, you know, like in this platform, and uh, how a lot of it, well, like your philosophy background definitely has an impact, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I don't, I don't think, well, I didn't think at the time, like you know, when you were going through college, like because I dropped out like early, early on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I didn't think that it was ever going to be relevant again, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's just interesting, just how like a lot of the talks that we have you know like are about philosophy and ideas and shit and and you know it's like i wonder how things would have been different if you hadn't gotten your philosophy degree in philosophy you know yeah 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 so it's like super interesting i I find it intriguing i was thinking about that the other day too actually with um just i don't know looking at you know the topics that we've covered in the podcast so far the books that we've read and even just like the stuff you know like the content uh on instagram and everything like it's cool man it's cool like i'm i'm actually like super pumped that uh it seems like there's there's a little bit of uh an awakening man a little bit of interest that i'm like i like like you said like i i could see six years ago if i would have been like yo bro let's let's talk about let's talk about the betas bro like let's talk about uh like the other in in one of those chapters of deep work when he's talking about like nihilism and stuff too i was like dude like that's the shit that gets me fucking going and i could be like (laughs) i'd be like let's let's talk about it and you'd be like "Uh, yeah all right like whatever you know like whereas now it's like dude here we are reading whole books and stuff about it. yeah dude yeah it's 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 cool man growth man yeah dude it's it's cool man oh with that i just want to give like a, a last minute shout out to our instagram page at bro brain podcast uh, at bro brain podcast so everybody make sure i put a lot of philosophy quotes and and just the shit that's influencing us through the week so yeah no doubt meathead stuff yeah but on dude, that note too what uh what are we thinking for this next week oh so i was thinking the first three chapters around so uh, like i think okay uh it's like Identity, roughly six negativity yeah, and fear yeah roughly 60 pages okay. um, i thought you know because this is quite a few like breaks on here page breaks so oh, okay uh, yeah it's and it's they're bigger pages but like you said i i, I am seeing like some uh some pictures some page yeah, breaks so uh, i think 
I think it should be. It should yeah. be good. I think that's I think that's good. So sweet. So we'll we'll read up to let's see, identity, negativity, fear. So up to intention. Yes. Dude, I'm sir. excited too. One of the things he talked about real quick about the importance of meditation. And I know obviously this is something it's not news to you, not news to me. Uh, and I know you've been doing, uh, I think a lot more of it, especially like in the last couple months, but yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've never really had like a, a straight up like meditation plan. I've just kind of like done it ad hoc. So reading about some of the stuff that he talked about, about how beneficial it is. I'm, uh-huh. I'm excited to, to start implementing it this week. Sweet dude. No, I'm excited for you, man. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> dude, dude. Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, shit, dude. Uh, we got about uh, like 45 seconds. So, uh, as always, man, I appreciate you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yeah, dude. Appreciate you as well, man. So it's always a pleasure. Always so, a pleasure. Well, yeah, man. Carb up, bro. Get the get those gains this week. Get those meditation sessions in. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. All right, man. All right, everybody. Carb up. <laughs> Peace. Peace.